Welcome to our podcast. Where me and my best friend are having a conversation and y'all happen to be in our business. <laughs> but we're glad you're here. We're putting it all on the table from everything pop culture, wellness, and everyday life. And we're even spilling a little tea. So stick around because... Ciao. Hello, everybody. Why? Okay. Never mind. But don't be talking like Miss Mary Mack. I'm like, not. Okay. Bitch, I'm here. You always oh, it's, it's pick you up it, nicely. It is pick me up nicely. So I'm going to lean in. So. Have we started? Bitch, is this it? It's recording. Okay. Well, bitch, start. Just... Hey, y'all. Um, hi. Hi. Um, I'm Musa. I'm Josh. And this is our podcast. Thank you very much for. Ciao. Um, <laughs> so listen. We took a bye week um, because we had some technical difficulties. Josh sounded like Wait, a church mouse. That's because he gave me uh, Sister Sister Lula May's mic for the choir. <laughs> they don't keep a mic on at all. <laughs> at all. So we just going to, you know what? It's a lot that we have to do, a lot we have to talk about. Um, and my phone is way low. But hold on, please. <laughs> <laughs> and first of all, before we, he, while he's getting his phone, we uploaded that track, and y'all was not supposed to listen to it. Take it down. Take it down. <laughs> I said it was 15 listens. Who is listening? Like why? We didn't tell y'all. We said next week. People, y- y'all are y'all are nosy is what you No, no. <laughs> but again, thank y'all so much for listening uh, to our podcast. Um, how are you, Josh? Um, I'm here, mm-hmm. and I'm all right. I'm making it. I'm making you, you all right? <sighs> you don't sound all right. Let me just say <laughs> that this weekend... This week has been a week of revelations. Um, it's been a week of um, trying to get back to Musa. And it's been a week of loss. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a week of sometimes I want to cut a bitch. Yeah, all the time. Um, it's <laughs> But I'm glad to be back back here with you. We're gonna do this right. Right. We our last episode, which Young did not listen to because it's supposed to be taken down. Um, this episode is called Queerish. Queerish. <laughs> and we just gonna do it, and this is gonna be better. We <laughs> pray. So so we recorded an episode uh, a couple weeks ago, and it it was really good. Like we really got into some stuff. We really talked about a lot of things, and then. When we listened to it, it sounded like we were eating Cracker Jacks <laughs> on the microphone. And we just, like, ain't nobody trying to do all that. So you can't see how we're recording right now, but we're on one mic with the boom, and we at the edge of the desk. And we just linked in. We linked in. Because y'all not, because, you know, the first thing I'm going to tell you is that we we want y'all to hear us. Right. And we're not going to sound like like church mice. <laughs> so this episode you is... Okay, it's I, too late. This I, not that I know if it's <laughs> you just you just you gonna, is, you gonna feel, feel feel the fantasy. I'm vaxxed. Well, you said vaxxed and waxed. Vaxxed and waxed. I heard that about you. Okay. Um, <laughs> so so we just gonna we're gonna talk about some uh, some topics that might be a little heavy. I'm not gonna put out a disclaimer, but I will say for those of you who are family members, we share the same blood. Mm. If you don't like what you hear after this episode, uh, pull up on me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> pull up on me because I ain't never been scared. Right. I ain't never been the type of, you know, and, and but I, that's that's attributed to my friend Josh because he has always taught me that I'm be, that's for another episode. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but um, 
Anyway, let's just get into the meat and the potatoes of the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm gonna let you start. What you want to talk about? Uh, uh, don't roll your eyes. So, so <laughs> before we let's let's hop into some pop shit. Pop shit. I thought it was uh, hot shit. Was it pop shit? Look, it's I'm always a- been pop shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, look, we learned. My God, we're learning together. We're learning, growing together. So there's been a lot going on in the interwebs, Mm -hmm. a lot that I want to talk about. Um, But one thing I definitely want to 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 bring up. So you might not know of the British pop band called Little Mix. You don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, So Little Mix is a British pop band. (laughs) Thank you. Was it used to be comprised of four girls, but one girl. Her name is Jesse Nelson. Now, when you hear the name Jesse Nelson, you tend to think of like maybe you know like a, a black man, <laughs> a forty-seven-year-old black man. Man. Yeah, Jess- <laughs> Jesse Nelson is a white woman from okay. um, from over there, <laughs> and um, she has always been a white woman. Okay. So I'm gonna matter of fact, I'm gonna show you uh, Jesse Nelson um, now. So Jesse Nelson has been, she left the group, she left Little Mix, and she put out her first single with Nicki Minaj. So, oh. so this is Jesse Nelson right here. Um, y'all can't see because right. you can't see, but I'm showing it to Josh. So um, that's Jesse Nelson. Does that's, she look at all like a white woman to that's you? That's a white woman. It looks like Doja Cat. She, <laughs> <laughs> let me show you Jesse Nelson. Uh, well, I'll, sh- I'll show him Jesse Nelson and, and see, get his reaction soon. But Jesse Nelson has been, has been um, accused of black fishing. Um, and black fishing, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know, it's when a white person um, paints their skin, you know, or like using makeup to 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 appear uh, darker and to appear racially ambiguous. Right. And that's uh, Ariana Grande. Sorry. Yeah, you know, great vocalist, but it is it is what it is. She's um, um, that's Jesse. Do you see? She looked like what's that girl name from that show? Uh, the big girl who be dancing. That could be a lot of people. <laughs> no, uh, what's her name? She was a big girl. Oh wow! Yeah, so 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 she mutated. So Je- Jesse Nelson. She obviously looks darker, and her lips are fuller. And um, not saying that these are the the characteristics of every black woman, but it's clear to see. And in the, the the title of her of her solo album, I mean her solo um, uh, single, is called um, uh, "Bad Boys," and it's featuring her with some um, scantily clad men um, who don't have their shirts on and um, she's singing with a black affect meaning that you know she's singing with it with a, a black scent if you will okay um, and I'm already tired yeah no and I, I watched it and so I, I watched it because I tried to be I try to be fair I try to be fair and I try to I say to myself I say self mm-hmm. self say what <laughs> I said self let me just see what it's all about. And when I watched it, I was thinking to I said this I said maybe she's got a black parent somewhere in there. Both her parents is white. I safe to say I think that people use black culture um, when they when they want to be trendy, when they want to be on brand. But in the other way, we not the tea, you know, to them, you right. know. So so anyway, um, just take all that makeup off. Um, <laughs> um, take off them lips. Um, there's a report that R. Kelly's sales have soared to 500% after sex trafficking. And you want to know why? Because y'all niggas is trash. Y'all support this old pedophile. Mm-hmm. 
rapist mm-hmm. ass motherfucker. And I just don't understand. Like, and y'all tell me his music is good. His music is good, but his music is about raping children. He said, "Seems like you're ready." Right. That's what he said, "See, I th- people uh, mainly mainly cishet black men are, will go to war behind R. Kelly." Um, because he's the Pied Piper of music. I'm going to say something that is really unpopular, and I'm only saying it on this podcast. Uh, because but Before I, you say that, do you know who the Pied Piper was? He it, was used to lure children. Used to lure children Child. with a flute. He knew what the hell he was talking about. No, proceed. That, okay. That, that was history lesson with Josh. <laughs> Get your history lessons here on the Child Podcast. So, um, <laughs> so... Lost my train of thought. I'm R. Sorry. Kelly. Yes. R-, R-, R. R. Kelly. Robert. R. Ke- Sylvester. Is it Sylvester? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say this about his music. Okay. I want to say this about I Believe I Can Fly. Oh, okay. That is one of the most rudimentary songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay, yeah. And people think it's such a great song. Now, when I, we used to have family reunions, people were like, yes, Lord, I believe I can fly. But I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. <laughs> Think about it every night and day. Yes. Spread my wings and fly spread away. I believe I can soar. I see me running through that open door. But you said you could fly. Right. That just didn't make no sense. Maybe he's running out the door to fly. That's okay. probably what he's doing. Maybe he need to run a start. Maybe he probably need to run and okay. start. <laughs> anyway, it's very one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish to me. <sighs> and I, I don't... I mean, for all of you, you know, brown liquor, white linen wearing people who want to step in the name of love, wow. you know, you just need to let, let this go. His, there's no reason why his sales should have soared 500%. People are trying to prove a point. And they're saying, well, I hate the what about niggas. Right. The what about uh, uh, Epstein? What about he? They're going to get their due. But, we, that, but it doesn't mean that just because, you know, these white men haven't been brought to justice that R. Kelly shouldn't be brought to justice because that's not what it's about. It's about bringing this man who, who, where women have made account, have, have several accounts have been made um, of him not only touching women, but also touching young men. The boy. And I think that's another thing. Um, if, you know, the, these men were saying, you know, well, he, the, the, the parents, the parents are the ones that, that should be held accountable. It still doesn't take away the fact that this man has lured young women into his home, held them against their will, brainwashed, brainwashed them because them. they were very, you know, they... They were very impressionable. So, so that's that on that. Um, it's going to be all day long. It's going to be cancel R. Kelly. Feel how you want to feel. Argue with your mammy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but, yes, what else? Uh, let's talk about, well, so remember back in the day, like, when you were sick, and uh, so you stayed home from school, your mama took you to your grandma's house, and she had you watching Just Judy. Yes. <laughs> I remember that vividly. So the, back, the black bailiff, mm-hmm. apparently, was not invited to Judge Judy's new show. Bird? <laughs> <laughs> Bird? The man's name is Petrie. Petrie. <laughs> we know him as Bird, the bailiff. So, and then he said, like, when he contacted Judge Judy, apparently they had no, uh, like, intentions of inviting him back. Like, how are you going to have a new show, I guess a new spinoff, and not invite the man who was sitting right there next to you, like, through all the seasons? And then they said something about, you know, well... <clears throat> He was asking for too much money or something like that, but he never asked for anything. And had they said, had they offered him lower amount of money, he would have said okay. I just, I just, I, what's going on with Judy? I just, I feel like she <laughs> is it racism? Does she just never like Bird? 
I think that, you know what, I'm going to play the, I hate saying this because devil's advocate is such a stupid thing to say, but I'm going to play the devil's gavocate. I'm going to play the shabbish, shabbish, shabbish. Maybe they didn't want to have him serving as the bailiff to this white woman Mm. uh, because it puts him um, in a position of servitude, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, but he's been But he's still been doing Right. For like twenty years. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like maybe that's maybe that's what they that's probably the excuse they're going to use. Um, but yeah. yeah, bring Bird back. We want Bird. <laughs> bring Bird. Bring Petrie back. <laughs> Petrie. Petrie. trying to feed his family, and uh-huh. and and there, to me, there's no Judge Judy without Bird. So this is true. That's how like, I feel. Apparently, they replaced him with somebody else. I'm guessing some white man to make it more appeasing to you know the public, whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um, let's talk about y'all trash ass ex president. Oh yes, let's. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Fox News, and this motherfucker had the audacity to say, "Let me let me find the quote." Thanks. <laughs> you, you're welcome. Oh, let me let me look. <clears throat> he said that the Haitians that are flowing into the U.S. probably have AIDS. This is what this man said. He said that it's like a death wish for our country letting these people in. How fucked up do you have to be to say something like that? Well, we know how fucked up he is, but <laughs> let's let's also let's let's take it a bit further. So this is fear mongering. And what this does, anytime a a, a white person sees someone from Haiti or someone with a Haitian flag, they're going to immediately um, connect them, them to um, what this trash as president, because I'm not going to say his name. Right. It's always going to be something disrespectful. <laughs> um, but they're going to connect them to what he said. And that's what all this does. That, that, anytime he says something against a population of black people, whether they're from America or in one of those quote-unquote as he said, shithole countries, right. um, people, Americans are going to always um, tie that into something and they're going to be afraid and then they're going to be against. And that's, that's, that's the history of this country. Make black people seem like they are aggressive, you know, angry, mm-hmm. savage, mm-hmm. And, and continue to be that. Continue, and, and that, that myth is, per, is perpetuated by idiots like him. Um, so... Uh, well, what, what, what else did I have? Oh, so it is October. Breast which Cancer Awareness Month. Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I hope y'all have been getting your mammograms and everything else. But speaking of mammograms, <laughs> Mary J. Blige came out on an um, interview and said she did not know anything about mammograms or breast cancer until she was 40. Now, as much as I want to read her, I shall not. (laughs) Because how the hell do you not know? Okay. So her excuse was that in her family or in general, she believes, I mean, which is also true that black families don't talk about mammograms and, you know, breast cancer and all this other stuff. So she didn't find out until she was 40. And apparently her grandmother passed away from breast cancer. So I don't know if that was after the fact. Like while she was forty, but it's just it's really interesting to me that she yeah. she just now found well she not just now because she's older than that now but still mm-hmm. I think so 
again, I'm gonna get off the I'm gonna get off the tits because <laughs> this is this is an issue that that has to do mostly largely with women. Um, there are some men who do get breast cancer, but True. it's it's very it's it's a I won't I say the numbers are very small, mm-hmm. um, but I also don't want to tell women um, what they know and don't know. But 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 me and and, and this is, so I, I'll ask a question. Um, to my sisters out there, do y'all feel that there is not um, enough uh, adequate information regarding breast cancer and uh, mammograms to black women? Um, is it an issue where black women are not getting screenings? Um, what is it? Because um, what Mary J. Blige is saying points to a bigger a bigger problem. Um, you know, I was sitting in th- when when Josh brought me this, I was thinking, well. I mean, she's a celebrity whose life is is wrapped up in meetings and 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 shows and things like that. So maybe she just maybe she just never took the time. But then again, people die from breast cancer all the time, and all breast cancer time. awareness is not just a ten year. It's been it's been right. A, they publicize it. It's all on TV. Like it's it's everywhere. I just I don't like. So what did you think they was wearing pink for? What was she doing in that dancery? <laughs> <laughs> what was she doing? Like I don't mean to, but I mean like was it that much holleration that she couldn't hear that just, it was breast cancer awareness month? Oh like I just saying, like girl, man, what were you doing in the dancery? Not feeling doing? for lumps. I, I well, that. there's that. All right, <laughs> moving right along. Okay, <laughs> moving right the fuck along. Um, so. Shall we get in? Let's just dive into it. So again, this this episode is called Queerish. Queerish. So we're just gonna talk about some queer shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good job. And and listen, this might be the point in the podcast where you uh, press pause. Well, matter, matter of fact, don't press pause. We need your, we need your plays. Right. So just put it on mute. Right. Just put your and, phone somewhere. And just go go you know make a salad or something <laughs> like that because we're gonna talk about some things and. Um, like we said last week, you know, we recorded this an episode and we talked about it a lot. But I do think this is an opportunity for us to maybe dive deeper into some of the questions that um, that Josh had. You still have those questions? I do have. I okay. have them pulled up. Okay, that he has <laughs> a puppet. Okay, so um, well, so if you have not guessed by now, we are two uh, black queer men. What? I didn't find. Why are you telling my business, <laughs> Charlie? If you don't know by now, Charlie. What? They not know, but some, some people, people are aloof. <laughs> <laughs> they are aloof, and they want to be aloof. Yes. Um. So I have these questions prepared, uh, and I guess we'll both be answering them. Aloof of Andros. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Question number one. So when did you realize that you were queer? Hmm. That is a. <laughs> That is a, a delicious question. Delicious. So okay. I had to be, well, I won't say I knew that I was queer, but I would say that I knew that there was something very different about me than there was than with other boys. I was five. I was in kindergarten in Miss Gomez's class, and these two little boys, uh, Kim and Deron, they used to pull out my chair for me, and I used to sit down, and they would fight. <laughs> they would fight over who would pull their chair off for me, and I think a few licks was thrown. Uh-huh. I feel like I feel like somebody might have got slapped to the ground. Oh um, wasn't me though. You know, I, I sat, <laughs> I was perched in that chair. It was, was like kept, huh? <laughs> I was like, kept, out, kept, kept with crayons. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you um, cap. 64 pack, thank you very much. Uh, with the sharpener in with the back. The sharpener. Thank you very much. Yes. Tur- <laughs> Cerulean, bitch. <laughs> Burnt Sienna. Burnt Sienna. Yes. Some eating that mine. Uh, 
Okay, okay. So yeah, what about you? How how old were you? Um, I don't. I know I was young. I don't know what age, but I've known since I was a children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, of course, back in the day, you know, I just thought I liked boys and girls. I just never knew exactly what it what to call it. But um, I've known for a while now. <laughs> I mean, I guess. My, my mom and my grandma and them, they knew before I knew. Mm-hmm. I mean, they always know. They always know. But, uh, yeah, I started liking, uh, I had crushes in elementary school and stuff like that. And people, well, boys would tease me and stuff like that, but come to find out that it's because they liked me as well. That's, <laughs> that's typically, usually how that happens. That's typically how that happens. And they're trying to take you to the bathroom and stuff. Not that's the bathroom, <laughs> little cherubs. Right. So let me let me ask you then, so... How did it make you feel to to know that there was something different about you? Um, I guess uh, I don't know really. Well, I guess kind of. I guess I got depressed about it because I, once I knew something was different, the people around me start acting different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like my family members. They would come around me and tell me, like, is Josh gay? I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> like, and you asking me these questions. I'm literally, like, eight and nine. Mm-hmm. And you ask me these questions. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, I would hear uh, stuff from other family members. <laughs> Not going to say which ones, because mm-hmm. that, that would start some drama. And I will fight y'all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, well, you know, Josh acted a little soft, you know. Mm, you that's know. what it is. That's what it is. You know I know about that. Right. And I just... So it just made me feel like left out because I didn't feel like I was part of the family because I was I felt like I was talked about by, by you know different people. Mm-hmm. You know? I know how that goes. I I I felt that way too. Um, I, I told you this. I was I, I hated going to re- certain relatives' houses because all the men would be outside and they would be looking at me and they knew that I was going in to play with the girls. You know, <laughs> like child so dolls was on deck. You know, like I, I I grew I grew up different. I was a I was a soft little boy. You know, and but that doesn't mean that it it was a word that was used about me. Right. You know, and so what I'll say about myself is that I. I was attracted to different things. You know, I didn't like going outside playing football. I did play football. Don't get me wrong. I would right. run your asses over, um, <laughs> even now. But but I I, I, I played with the girls. Painting? Sorry. That's right. Right. <laughs> I sure did. Uh, <laughs> you got to know the joke. You had to be there. Right, to be there. Uh, but um, I was inside playing with. The, I wanted to get the tea from from my, my, my girl cousins, and so I was not. I was not outside playing with the boys, and I didn't see a problem with it. But I knew that the men in my family didn't like that. You know, right. they or they would talk the thing is, here's the problem. People will talk about you behind your back, but they're not gonna say it to your face. They're not gonna say, right. oh hey, go sometimes they would tell me like go outside and play. Go outside and play with the boys. And I was like, I don't wanna play with them. I'm like some so just got a new Barbie doll and that hair is flowing <laughs> down her back. Okay. okay. Uh, I had two cousins that um, had always got the, the best new dolls. They were always the black ones. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, and we would we would have beauty salon. We would style and hook their hair uh, up, okay? <laughs> so yes. so yeah, I was I, I knew at a very early age and it it wasn't just that I knew I was treated differently. I was right. treated differently by, by some of the men in my family, and not just the men, but some of the women too. So, so yeah. about the because that's part of my second question. So, if you want to go more in depth about how it was growing up, once you realized that you did like guys and girls, yeah, yeah. So I I, I did like I did like guys and girls, but 
I do want to say, I don't know if, if this will, I hope it's not answered in the, in the next few <laughs> paragraphs, but, um, you know, it was very, growing up was very hard for me. I can remember, um, you know, being being around family members that, that would, would say little slick things every now and then. Um, I think I told you this story. I may have said it uh, before y'all that the last episode was was good one so we we gonna we gonna try to we gonna try to make this one count i think we can (laughs) but um i recall a time when um i was at a family reunion and i was uh, my cousins were playing volleyball and i wanted to play with them and they wouldn't let me and so um i took the volleyball and they um after a while them like talking really bad to me um, I gave it to them, and then they said, "That's why, oh, gay self." That's what they said about mm. me. I was, I might, I think I was like twelve, uh, eleven or twelve, maybe younger than that. I, I just sometimes I just can't see uh, an adult Musa like letting them talk to me like that without right. me like dragging them down uh, by the by the river or something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the thing is, I have not forgotten them, and I, I still, even though I've for, I won't I won't say it was a forgive and forget thing. I just grew up, right. but. Um, I grew up being very afraid uh, to be myself, and I grew up in the church like you. Like I grew up in the church, uh, around the church, or adjacent to the church, in the church, outside the church, <laughs> um, and so I felt I had to be a certain way, and I tried to suppress those feelings. Yeah. I would pray that God would take it away, Lord, off the altar, take it from me. <laughs> like um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to have those feelings. You know, like I said to you, I say this all the time. Like who? Who wakes up in the morning and is like, Who you know what? Choose this. I just want to be gay. Right. I just want that for my life. Black you know, and like gay. Black and gay. Who said? Who wants to do that? <laughs> you know, and I, I, I think I, I've, I've asked that question before, and someone said it was problematic. But that's my life. That's my story. Right. And, and, and you share the same sentiments. I never wanted to be that, so I did my best to try to like. Um, force myself not to like boys. You know, um, I dated girls all throughout high school, uh, middle school, high school, college. Hey, y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, even after college, you know, I, I, I dated women. And it's because I still find women attractive. Um, and I guess I don't want to, like, curve into the next question because we just... Um, uh, no, go ahead. I, I identified as bi mm-hmm. um, because I still am attracted to women, but... Um, I kind of am I am I am I am I scurving and curving to the next question. <laughs> no, <go ahead. laughs> I, I kind I, I but I, I I knew that if I identified as bi, then there was hope for the family, right. for the future. Right. You know, um, it was hope for you know my mother to have grandkids. You know, because I was dating a woman, um, the last woman I dated. Um, she was also bi. We just bi together. Mm. We just bi- <laughs> we were side by yeah. side. Okay, go away. step by step. step okay, yeah. day by day. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So so yeah. So I guess I guess I was I did try to hide it. I, I tried to hide it for for quite a while. What about you? Um, I did try to hide it and suppress it for a while as well. Um, but of course, like I said, everybody knew there was something different about me. And so at the time when I was growing up. My mother was dating this man who was 11 to 13 years younger than her. We ain't going to talk about that, though. And <laughs> and so, like, he would try to force me to play sports. Now, I liked sports, but one thing about Josh is you're not going to make me do anything that I don't want to do. And so he would try to put me, like, in football and stuff like that, karate, all this other stuff, like, just because he felt like it would toughen me up. Not that, like, I was 
a soft guy or whatever, but it's just like you, he thought that it was going to help me not be gay, which that doesn't happen. Like, because there's a whole bunch of gay people in sports. Like, hello. <laughs> I just, whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I, it was it was pretty tough. But, you know, I kept to myself. Um, and I really didn't date anybody, boys or girls. I just, you know, had crushes on people and left it at that because I was too scared to date anybody. But, um, yeah. Uh, so who was the first person that you told that you were queer? The first person that I told, hmm. so there was a boy, um, his name, should I, I won't say his name this time. I said his name last Go time. Go ahead and say it. No, I'll just tell you the experience, say, okay. So um, I, I was in a, in a play in high school called, and they dance real slow in Jackson. <laughs> it's called They Dance Real Slow in Jackson, and they did. They slow drag in Jackson. So um, he was uh, he was techie, and we were backstage, kind of like throwing little little glances at each other. And um, he was a color guard, so it was already um, I had my my I had kind of already you know I knew something was different about him, something <laughs> a little special. Right. And so. Um, same age, both sixteen. Um, anyway, after the play was over, we had a um, cast party, and so um, we stopped at Target. I'll never forget that. And he and I were the only two in the car. It's not gonna get. It's, the story doesn't get nasty, so, so don't <laughs> don't don't do that. But he was sitting in uh, the front seat, and I was in the back seat, and so I was kind of like poking him, you know, um, with my fingers, with my with my fingers. <laughs> I was poking him, and he was, like, pinching my fingers, and then um, then all of a sudden our fingers interlocked. And that was, a very, that was the very first time I'd ever held a boy's hand, and it was like, oh, my gosh, uh-uh. I need people. So anyway, um, so um, that was like, whoa. And so at the cast party, I couldn't stop looking at him, and we all signed each other's um, uh Yearbooks? No, no, no not no, yearbooks. The little, the little uh, playbill. playbill. Yes, yes. <laughs> so when you're in high school, it's not a playbill. So it's a, it's a folded piece of paper. Um, <laughs> it's a brochure. It's a brochure. We've signed each other brochures, and he uh, the program. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the program. And so he wrote his number in my uh, program, mm. and I I called him up. I called him up the next that next week, and we hung out, and it was the first time that I hung, like we were both. In fear and trembling, <laughs> scared, and so hung out, and we talked to each other, and um, that was my first experience with a boy. You know, um, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it was it was the first time I ever held a guy's hand, and when I came home, I laid on that floor, I screamed, "I don't want to be like this." I didn't want because I didn't want to. You know, I, I come from a very, very, very Christian, you know, household. And, you know, I didn't want that to interfere with what I thought was happening in my life, you know, because my, my dream was to always, well, I'm finna sit up here and tell a lie. I never had dreams of marrying a woman. I just wanted to exist. I wanted to be famous. Yeah. I want to be famous. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, it was him in the 10th. Grade 11th, 10th, 11th grade. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um. Besides 
the person that I was dating at the moment, <laughs> which was a long distance relationship, it was actually my mama. And she found, I mean, of course, like I said, she already knew, but she, it was concrete when she found a letter that my long distance um, boyfriend <laughs> at the time had written me. And so she found the letter and I came in the house and she's like, Joshua, what is this? <laughs> and I just was like puzzled and stunned for a moment. And I ran to my room. I didn't want her to talk to me. I didn't want her to say nothing to me. And she didn't come to my room or anything. So I was like, okay, cool. But I decided to like write her a letter, you know, basically coming out to her and telling her everything about, you know, how I felt and, you know, things in the past and stuff. And I also wrote in the letter, I said, don't ask me no questions about this. I'm telling you all this stuff now. Leave me alone. I don't want to talk about it. Here it is. Mm. Bye. <laughs> so I gave her the letter and ran out the house <laughs> and sat on a bus stop for two hours, hoping that when she, when I came back inside the house, she would be asleep. And of course, when I got inside the house, she was not asleep. Arisen. <laughs> she was sitting on the couch. I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Joshua, you know, like, I always knew. And I'm like, I knew that she knew, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point was, like, me telling her. But, you know, she said she would always love me. And, and I, I always felt that she would. It's just, you know, it's just hard admitting something like that. Because you just don't know how people are going to take it. And if they, you know, how... You know, especially because my mama, my mama like to talk sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Kim. <laughs> don't do her like that. I love me, Kim. No, whatever. <laughs> and so I was like, I just like don't tell nobody, please. Because <laughs> you tell my tell my mama something, the whole rest of the family gonna know. Anyway, but yeah, she was the first person I told, um, and we still don't really talk about. It, I guess because she respects the fact that I don't want to talk about mm -hmm. it. I mean, if there's anything that she needs to know, I will tell her. I'm, but I ain't dating nobody, so it, it don't really matter. How old were you again? I probably was like 16 or 17. Wow. we have, See, and this is why we do this podcast, because we have very different um, uh, experiences. Because I was also 16 when I got a little letter from a friend. <laughs> and a um, little mannish-ass boy <laughs> wrote me a letter. <laughs> Gave it to me during sea lunch, child. Sea uh, lunch, C is for child. Okay. And so it was during sea <laughs> lunch when I got that letter from him. He was new to the school. Um, I saw him. So I, I saw him when he, um, when he, the first day he was at school. He was a very well put together little black boy, uh, wavy hair. I'm not gonna say his name. Uh, he lives in Atlanta now. Oh. Um, very well dressed. Always wore, you know, his shirt tucked in with a belt. Um, and I was, okay, I was mannish, okay, <laughs> very mannish. Okay, I didn't, I didn't do anything, but I was just like, who is that, you know? And so I found a way to cabbage patch my life, myself into his life or whatever. Uh, I'm not that old, but, uh, but anyway, um, we um, became friends. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No, no, not today. We became friends, and um, we did speech and debate together. And so we were on the speech and debate bus. We're sitting next to each other, and we were just talking. We talked for, like, I think we were coming from somewhere that was, like, an hour and a half away. We talked the whole time. And then that next week, he wrote me a letter. And that letter was, child, for a 16-year-old, it was juicy. Uh -uh. He said things like, 
I want to take you down to the playground. <laughs> <laughs> and at nighttime, and hold you close. <laughs> Juicy, okay? No. Just sexual, okay? <laughs> he said things like, Oh my God. He said, I like the way. Those Tom Hilfiger pants fit your booty. Okay. Just sexual. All right. All right. Can you hold on to your seats, people? Uh-uh. I know y'all probably like what? <laughs> that is faded and X-rated. It it really was, child. But Elaine was washing clothes one day. That's my mom. Yes. Hey, mom. Um, I was washing Hi. was washing clothes. Hope you don't hear this. She was washing clothes one day, and. Uh, I got a phone call on my cellular phone. I had a flip phone with uh, a green light. It was uh, it was an LG phone, mm. and uh, she said, "We need to talk when you get home." Shit. And I, that scares me. Any anybody that says we need to talk, you could be a stranger and say we need to talk. I will cry. <laughs> and so um, she said, "We need to talk when you get home." And so when I got home, she was standing in the doorway with a, with um, of my room with a letter. Who is this? <laughs> And so I had to, I was I was afraid. So I had to, I denied it. I said, "No, nah, man. He always doing that gay stuff. He always trying to spend it." I didn't have a lot to tell. I didn't have a good lot to tell. She said, "Well, you better tell him. He need to leave you alone. Well, I'm gonna come up to the school. Uh-uh. And I want my mama to come to that school and slang him around. <laughs> uh, so I'm not gonna tell your dad about this. And I never, I don't know where the letter is. She probably has a letter for one morning. When she right. gonna, when she gonna throw it down on the table. My mama got my letter somewhere too. Somewhere. I need to. I want to know where it is. Like, and I'm a whole 33 years old. Where's my letter? I wish I knew where what he said. But he, I remember reading and being like, I had got kind of hot. You know. Oh. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. <laughs> You want to do what? You're, you're 16. What are you? You don't supposed to talk about this kind of stuff. Um, I, but the letter was written in pencil. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so found the letter. I denied it. Um, my, my both of my parents on separate occasions have um, asked me if I want to be quote unquote that way because that's what see see y'all a lot of y'all don't know that that black people we have our own language we okay. Do. Because when you say somebody is that way, that means they're gay. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Or they funny. Right. Or they sweet. <laughs> they sweet. <laughs> now, I think sweet is a, is a little more universal, but that's the best black people talk. Yes. Or a punk. A Not punk. a punk, a punk. A punk. It's a, it's, it's a different, a sissy. a sissy. So my, I remember my dad, my dad asking me when I was 13, he said, you... You don't want to be that way, do you? I burst into tears. I say, absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to, you know. Um, but so both my parents knew. But let me tell you this little story. See, y'all. See, good thing that the things messed up because I'm gonna give y'all a little, a little extra sample. Okay. <laughs> so it was child the summer of 2002. Yes, summer of 2002. I had met this little young girl, uh-huh. uh, had met her at a student council camp. I'm not going to say her name because she is married with three children, okay? Wow, okay. Um, and I'm friends with her husband. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're good friends. Um, they have, this has nothing to do with her husband, though. Um, but it was, a, it was a summer. Yeah, right. I'm, this was 2002. I was 17. 17. Uh, we were both 17. And I just liked her so much. And she used to work, uh, she used to work at... Uh, no, nah, I shouldn't say that either because it might. Yeah, she, no, nah, I ain't gonna say okay. that. Anyway, she had a job. She 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 lived in Houston, and she would come to see me on the weekends. Uh, the summer of two thousand two, Lord, I just I just I think about it finally. Um, 
So we had we were talking about you know doing the do, okay, and we were gonna do the do, you know, and I and um, it she came down in her little her little car and everything, and you know. I had I was wearing my little my little tank top whatnot. I had my little bird chest hanging out, <laughs> and so we had uh, I had a bunk bed in my in my my, my room. I shared a, bed, a room with my brother, mm-hmm. and uh, my brother was I don't know where he was, but but my th- my mom was at work, and so was my dad. So I was like, we got the apartment all to ourselves. Child, we had got under the covers. Uh-huh. We got under the covers, and my dad walked in. Now, oh. A normal parent might be like, get out of that thing. Yeah, my dad said, ooh, I'm sorry. And close the door. <laughs> I guess my dad's probably like, woo, got well, your one. Boy, I'm a boy. I've got him finna do it, you know. Let him do his thing. Let him do his thing. But had that been a, had that been a young man. <laughs> get the <laughs> Had that, been a, had that been a young man under that in, under them sheets, it might have been a whole uh-huh. different story. So I just remember, like you know, my dad was probably relieved, you know, and that's crazy, you know, uh-huh. that he he said, "Oh, I'm sorry," and just closed the door. <laughs> I mean, did y'all stop? We did. I, was, okay. I, I said we cannot proceed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> making him a, making him a, a, a grandfather, you know, right there under right. that roof. I was 17. Mm-hmm. That would have been. We we wouldn't be recording this podcast today. <laughs> I'd be a different I'd be a different person. But um, so yeah, that was an experience that I had. Um, both my parents have asked me that question, and I've denied it because I didn't. I was scared. You know, my mom was she was a very scary woman. She, she kind of still is. But um, <laughs> my dad is not. My dad is a very gentle person. I think that my dad would have probably um, been more understanding and would, would have been kinder. Um, but my mom. I think she has, obviously, a parent has expectations of you. And that's one thing I'm learning. I, I'm not, I don't shade my mom. I, I don't shade um, her because I think she had certain expectations because I think whether, even though she's not a gay, she's not gay, she probably understands that being a black gay man is hard in this world. Yeah. And so I think that she worried about me more than anything. So it's not an excuse to to beat your kids or, or you know, but I have always been afraid to talk about that, we don't talk about that kind of stuff. We don't. It the scariest, the the, the most un, not scary, the most uncomfortable thing is watching a TV show and some gay dudes be kissing and something right. like that. And you with your with your parent. But let me tell you, my um my 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 grandmother rest her soul. The the apple of my eye. I love that woman so much. Oh, that's my friend. We were we were watching something. We were watching Ellen. On, on on the television oh child, uh, and my, my my grandma said, "Is uh, you know, is Ellen is she that way?" <laughs> I said, um, I said, "Yes, ma'am." Oh well, you know, I don't I don't judge. I just I I thought she might have been you know a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my grandma was here today because I I I I I wish that I could have told her because I wanted to tell her. You know, she might have been upset with me, but. I would have rather told her than tell my parents because she she loved me. I mean, they they love me, but she loved grandparents love you in a different kind of way. Right. It's different. So anyway, <laughs> took a lot off you. You did. All right. Uh, so next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your first experience dating the same sex like? Dating. Dating. Can you use that in a sentence, please? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you spell dating, please? <laughs> you know how to. You know how to. Q. You know how to. You know how to. You know how spelling bees. Like, can you, can you please give me the origin of that? Because I don't know the origin. So, um, 
Origin? Origin? Origin. Yes. Um, let me... <laughs> I'm just playing. So, okay. For any of my young honey dips that are listening, please don't be offended by what I'm about to say. Oh. I, didn't date a, I didn't date a man until I was... Truly, until I was 25 years old. So for those of you who, you know, with whom I've had a little mistake by the lake, <laughs> I, uh, I want to say sorry, but I don't, I don't consider you someone that I dated. So, wow. Um, yeah, I mostly dated women. I mostly dated women um, all throughout my whole life, you know, and, and convinced myself that I, that, I, that I was, and I did love them, mm-hmm. but I, I, I liked other, I like men. <laughs> um, so I was 25. <laughs> and uh, I, I met him in Austin. I met him in Austin during uh, South by Southwest. Um, I was somewhere where I shouldn't have been. Shouldn't he have was been. somewhere where he shouldn't have been. Mm. And we made a connection. He remembered me from from yesteryears. And I, I, it's, I, I pretended like I knew him, that I remembered him. I really didn't. He was like, what's up? I was like, hey, <laughs> yeah, you see? <laughs> you know, um, and it was it was rough. It was very rough. Um, we both still went to church, you know, you know, avidly, and it was hard because I think he would he would go to church and he'd be he'd feel convicted, mm-hmm. and so um, we had a very tough relationship. Um, you know who it is, um, mm-hmm. and um, I I learned a lot from him. I learned that um, people. People will gaslight you, you know, and make you believe things that you don't see, that make you believe that you don't see what you're seeing. Well, like, and I would, I always saw it. I saw all the warning signs. I saw, like, I mean, I think he was always, he always looked for a way out, you know, but he pursued me, you know, and I'd be driving back and forth down Highway 35 after shows because I love him, mm. you know. <laughs> uh, it takes Abel to tell that story. My other friend Abel will tell y'all, I used to drive down 35, Highway 35 back and forth, back and forth, back and forth just because I was so in love, or at least I thought I was. I thought I was in love, y'all. Um, Maybe you were. I, I think I was. I think I was in love, but I was... He, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. I think that he wanted to. But he was he felt convicted, you know, um, because of his upbringing. Because we, I remember, we were both we both went to church together. Sorry, that's the train. If y'all heard it, there was a train. <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, we we were at church one day, and uh, scoot, scoot and boo. Yeah. So so there's a train that passes by where I live, and uh, yeah, it's loud. So what you're hearing is the train. Allow yourselves to be mesmerized by the sound of the train. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we don't have a, a sound tight studio. We we just trying to make it, bitch. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, we were at church one one Sunday, and the pastor got up and said, "I'm looking for some young men to." He didn't sound like Jesse Jackson. <laughs> so I'm looking for some young men to mow my yard. Now I don't want, uh huh. I don't want no uh little soft sissies. And the whole church said, "Amen." Of and I was mortified and I was scared. I was I was sad for the little boys who probably sat in those pews who felt that they were counted out because maybe something in them. He might identify something in them that's that would make them a sissy, you know, and I, I was it didn't sit well with me. You know, It never will. But I remember one Sunday he and I went to church together and he, and he was acting differently. He um, 
we never we never we didn't hang around his family too much you know his mom is dope you know and he and I are friends we're, we're friends to, to to this day we're friends like I would say that we're actually I don't well I'm only close to really four people in my life I guess um, like that I would call friends but um, I think that if he needed me I'd be there for him as a friend um, he you know he's moved on he's got a a boyfriend you know mm-hmm. and, and you know it it he he broke up with me we broke up twice the first time he broke up with me he broke up with me right before a show drove all the way down to Austin and broke up broke up with me an hour before I was supposed to go on set. I would have fought him. I should have fought him. <laughs> you should have. I should have. I should have. We should have twirled all up and down. Uh, um, um, uh, what road was that? Red River. <laughs> we should have twirled up and down Red River. Yeah. I should have made that road red with blood. Mm. <laughs> red River Robbery. Red River. <laughs> Shout out to AM. Um, um, that's a whole other conversation. Ooh. But uh, you know, we we need this thing. You need to you, the where. Oh, I thought of you yesterday. I went to the we warehouse. We were supposed to go to the warehouse. We listen. We gonna we gonna have to we gonna make a trip. You have to make a, tr- a special trip now so we go to the warehouse. Off topic. See, we're, this is what <laughs> friends do. Um, but anyway, yeah. So shout out to him. Uh, it was very hard. Um, I ended up breaking up with him um, because he wasn't gonna do it. He was gonna let that relationship die. <laughs> he was gonna let that relationship just drag through the mud before he broke up with me. I did something. So there's a, I'm a little maybe a little neurotic. Um, maybe a little. Uh, um, Strange. So I went and got a basket, a laundry basket full of his favorite snacks. I bought some of his favorite snacks and I wrote, gave him a card and I said, you know what? I I broke up with him on our four year anniversary. Both of you are trash, first of all. Well, I was like, there's no no other way to do it because he wasn't going to celebrate it. Like, he was. But you could have did the next day. I mean, I wanted flowers and cars and candies, you know, so (laughs) might as well. So I I broke up with him and um, on the card I said, you know, we deserve to be with other people. But let me go back a little bit because I didn't say this the last time. Um, so one day we were driving down, uh, we we're driving somewhere. We we're going, we we're going out, and we were listening to Beyonce's Four, um, and hashtag Beyonce is coming. Um, and um, he's we we're listening to Start Over, oh. and he said, "What do you think Start Over is about? Do you think it's about?" Um, Two people breaking up and finding love with other people, or you think they're just restarting their relationship? I said, restarting a relationship is what it means. I didn't, because I was like, you're not finna break up with me. <laughs> you're not finna break up with me at all. But I, I saw, I saw signs all the time. So, um, oh, that's that's a we need to we're gonna have we're gonna have to have one episode where we talk about. We go in depth about our relationships. That's gonna be a tough one. I don't want to. We gonna do it. <laughs> we gonna do it. Well, well, I, I'll just say that. Um, so uh, maybe a month after we broke up, he wanted to meet and talk. I don't know why I agreed to it, but I met up with him um, and got in his car. And guess what song was playing on the radio? Start up. Yes, <laughs> he played it. He he probably had it. He probably kept pushing that button right. to, re- to restart it. <laughs> so when I get in the car, it was like, it was like, let's start off. Yeah. So anyway, uh, shout out to him though. I, I we 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 are friends, and I think that you might say, well, how can you be friends with somebody? He was he was twenty five. He was young. He didn't know what he wanted. He was a kid. I'm not a kid, but you know, like he was young, and I think he also growing up in the Bible Belt, growing up in Texas, being black, being gay, queer, trans, lesbian, 
especially like going to church and having very religious parents, it's hard. And I think that, you know, he did the best. He did what he knew to do to survive, you know, and at and I was I was a casualty in that, you know. But now if now if somebody at, at my big age now, somebody try to break up me on some bullshit like that, like <laughs> you I'm calling you and we're gonna have to go to work. <laughs> we're gonna have to go I'm down. We're gonna go to work on <laughs> But yeah, so 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 tell me about your first relationship. Child, mine is not as <laughs> elaborate and um Festive mm. is yours. Mm, festive. Ain't nobody playing me no songs. Mm. But, um, <laughs> uh, so this was a long distance relationship. So this was like when I was young and uh, I was a teenager. And so back in the day when um, Yahoo chat rooms was popping. Mm, nasty. Because uh-uh, you was in them too. Sure was. Because <laughs> I seen you. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> Um, I was I started dating this guy who lived in New York, and y- you know who you are. <laughs> and, <laughs> shut up. And we dated um, off and on for like seven or eight years, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought like this was gonna be in game, but um, it. I mean, like we were young, so there was never any talks about like we finna like move in together or anything like that. We were still in high school. Like, what was we doing? I don't know. But we, I think we dated all the way to like, I was like 21. Mm. And then like, I just got tired of it at one point. I'm like, I'm tired of breaking up and getting back together. Like, what, what's the point of this? Like, either we're going to be together or not. But I didn't see anything like happening. Because at this point, I'm maturing. I'm like, we ain't ever fit to meet. <laughs> we both still staying in our parents' house. Like, you ain't uh, got a job. I'm so sorry. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, he probably did. I don't remember. <laughs> I remember. But, um, yeah, and then I think the last time we broke up, like, or that I said that I was over it was when he was talking about he was still in love with me, and we we were broken up at this point. But he was trying to date me and somebody else at the same time. Trash. Oh, my God. Like, I just think, you know, I love the both of you, and <laughs> and it would just be really cool if I could just date the both of y'all at the same time. I'm like, now, what the fuck do you mm-hmm. think this is? Like, no, we're we not doing that. And um, that was <laughs> the first guy I talked to. But let me backtrack a little because you were talking about the first, I guess, girl that you had talked to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after high school, I had went to Job Corps because I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do in my life. Still don't know. And uh, so there was this girl who was a crip. <laughs> you dated a crip, bitch? Forcefully. Oh, my God. She jumped you in. She did. No, she did. You are blue a lot. So, but, like, we, I, there was some girl in my class. I forgot her name, what her name was. But, like, she, apparently she was, like, a high-ranking crip. Like, I don't know how the ranking system. She's a crip queen. <laughs> I don't know how that works because I'm saved. I don't, I don't do that. Hmm. And, uh, but, like, she was like, you're going to be mine. I was like, <laughs> Okay. And because, like, she had all these people, like, catering to her, bringing her snacks and stuff oh like that. God. Like, I didn't want to say to them because, like, if I said, no, I don't want to talk to you, I was going to die. <laughs> they was going to kill might've, me. You might have died. They was going to kill me. Lord. So, like, we would be sitting in class and stuff like that. And she would, like, be sitting on my lap. And the teacher wouldn't say anything because he, too, was scared. Others said he, too, was a crib. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> no. <laughs> she was like, what's this? <laughs> it was an old white man. But... 
like he didn't say anything, but he would like make everybody else like mind and behave. But when it came to me and her, he was just like, do what y'all do. I'm like, oh my God, somebody save me. You went to Eastside High, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fair Eastside no. High. Sorry. And like, but she would be sitting on my lap, tonguing me down and stuff like that in the middle of class. And I'm like, please, somebody help. I would have hickeys on my neck. I was, it was, it was, she was very the man in this relationship. You're also very light skinned, so that's why you have hickeys. Thanks. I just want to put that out there for y'all, those, those of you who do not know that. Brown. He is honey mustard. <laughs> you ain't supposed to say that on the mic, on the podcast. Honey mustard. No, not, not, I didn't say that, mind. No. Nah, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so then we stopped talking because I guess. I mean, I think she knew that I, got, I liked guys, but I don't think she cared. It was just a very scary moment in my life because I didn't know if I was going to die. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, no, no, no. We're going to stay right there. We're going we're gonna to keep right there. Because you never told me this story about you and the queen pen, <laughs> the, the crypt keeper, bitch. Like, you ain't tell me about her. Well, so that was a dark time in my life. Hers, too, because she was dating a dark man. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Next question. Um... So, is it important to you, mm. or was it important to you, to come out of the closet? Um, so, I'm definitely just now coming out of the closet with Same. this podcast. Yeah. No, but you came out of the closet. You, like you, a you, month in Yeah, June, you got July. a boudoir now. Like <laughs> you, I got a little, a little, a little small closet. Uh, so, um, that's a good question, because I never thought about that. Um, I think it's important. If you would have asked me maybe two weeks ago, I would have said, nah, it's not important. Um, I did ask you two weeks ago. You did. <laughs> I, I think I may have said this. I don't, who knows what I said. Uh, you couldn't hear it, though. It was just... <laughs> 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 um, it's, it's, it's very important because I think that I hide a part of my... I, I hide a big part of myself from my family. They don't know me. Right. They don't, they don't know me. And... Also, you know, I got an uncle that be like, but them, them girls, they're probably driving you crazy. I'm like, nah, they not really. They not. <laughs> Ask about them niggas, though. Oh, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but no, and so I think it's important because I want my family to see me. It's not the biggest part of my identity, but it is a big part of who I am because I was, bitch, I was born this way. Like, I ain't, ain't nobody asked for this. I didn't, I wasn't sitting there like, you know what, God? <laughs> God, Charlie Murphy, whoever is up there, oh, okay. could you could Morgan you please Morgan? Morgan ain't dead. He's the voice of God. Right. He's still alive. He's, see, no, Lord, we gonna we gonna wake up in the morning and he gonna be them departed from us because just put it. Stay with us, Morgan. Stay with us, please. We should get shirts. Stay with us, Morgan. Stay with us, please. Uh-uh. <laughs> Stay with us, Morgan. Um, uh, merchandise coming soon. Stay with us, Morgan. No, no, but um, no, I think it's it's important that I that I that I come out because there is so much of who I am wrapped up in my identity that I want people to know. And also it's some it's probably some well, I say this now, but I, I would I was gonna say there was probably some young young men who um need, you know, an example, you know, of of a proud out black man. But these days, child, these kids, stunts and shows, they already know what it is. Like the generation after us, they they're bolder. Right. They're prouder. So like the 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 younger people in my generation, they still like Oh, that's a, that's I don't want to get too I don't want to get too strange with like conspiracies, but <laughs> but a lot of a lot of queer men or same gender loving men will go to their graves never never ever coming out, and I respect that. 
you know, and I also say, I will say this. Yes, it's important that I come out, but it's also important that I'm that people mind their damn business <laughs> and that I keep my business to myself because I protect other people. You know, like I would never sit up here and out, you know, like friends who are not outed because I, you know, because it, 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 it does happen. Right. But that's why and even in this episode, like I'm being very careful not to say certain names because some people are just not out to others, you know, and, and I don't want to blow up their spot, you know, even though I probably sometimes I, I want to, but I, I won't now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's important that I, that I came out, you know, that I come out. Um, the closet, you see, this thing, it's never really been a closet though. Like if it, it's like one of them, it's like that glass elevator on, from Willy Wonka and them, uh, <laughs> okay. the Charlie factory because Child, I've been y'all been new. Like right. like y'all y'all know. And if y'all and if y'all didn't know y'all was around somebody that, that been having a conversation about me. I think I told you this uh, I was at my cousin's house, um, and his daughter came downstairs and I was I was on the couch and she looked at me and she said, Are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to drop kick her into next month because it like the way she said it, it just it just seemed the, well, you know how people use the term like the, oh that's so gay like as a as a derogatory term yeah. I, I felt that way but then I'm like no nah, I I don't I shouldn't feel bad I shouldn't feel bad about that I should have said yeah but she was young but but what made me why I br- I bring I bring that up because it means her parents be talking about me right. bitch. <laughs> you know <laughs> and you know who you are mind your business you mind your business. Or there's gonna be some shifting at Thanksgiving, okay? <laughs> oh anyway, okay. So, so what about you? Is it important that you come out of the closet? <laughs> I don't know what the closet is, <laughs> but <laughs> so I mean, I recently did technically come out a couple months ago on Facebook, but <clears throat> I felt that it was important for me because, of course, like I said, everybody knows, everybody speculated, everybody been talking. I mean, y'all never said anything to my face. That's another story. Um, but it was more so for me, not for anybody else, but for me to let people know that, yeah, I know that y'all know, and I know that y'all know, but I'm letting you know that I am not ashamed of who I am. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, I'm in my early 30s. Ooh, I'm old. You are. <laughs> Thanks. And you in your mids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, you know, it was just for me to let people know that I am, I won't live ashamed. So like, if you don't want me a part of your, you know, your programs, your choirs, your churches, mm-hmm. your friendships, like it is what it is. I'm letting you know, I am not ashamed of who I am and either you're going to accept me or not. And um, that's all I have to say about that. Bitch. <laughs> I just wanted to add that little end because he wasn't gonna say the end to it. I, I was gonna put that on there because sometimes when you cuss, it just it like it's like adding a it's like period. it's like add, that it's also like adding like a uh, sasson to like a dish, um or like a like it's adding a little spice. The so spice. so like yeah, bitch, like so adobo, <laughs> bitch. You know what I'm saying? So yes. Anyway, um, okay. So um, what is it like for you being black and queer? A little intersectionality. Who you calling queer? No, I'm saying. Uh, no, I'm playing, I'm playing. Um, it is very difficult sometimes um, navigating certain spaces, especially where there's a lot. I, I used to be very afraid to be around men. I used to be very afraid to be around uh, cisgender heterosexual men. People were like, what is that? What do you call me? Uh, but but I, I I was because um, I didn't. I'm gonna tell you this. I didn't. Hmm. I'm very careful with this. I, with respect to my anatomy, 
with respect to the way facial hair grows on my face, with respect to um, the testosterone that surges through my body, because it's there. Um, I, I don't always feel comfortable identifying as a man. That's crazy, right? I just said that on this yeah, podcast. That's a first. But 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 I am. I I am. I I, I think I don't always feel like that. You know, right. when people say all oh, black men, I'd be like, yeah, them. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a black person. I'm a black male. You know, and I I you know I recognize like my anatomy. Recognize <laughs> my anatomy. You know, but right. <laughs> some of y'all recognize it too. Uh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> we have to cut this. No, we not. We gonna keep that in. You know what I'm saying? No know, know who I am. Okay. No, but um um so it has been difficult. Um but the older I get, the more no fucks I give. Like right. I, I I'm just I, I like th- so there's a house, Lord, I don't want to I didn't to like make anybody feel get upset because people get mad when I talk about personal stuff. Okay. There's a house that I go I visit uh, where some of my family members are. And when I was little, when I used to walk down that road to the house and I see the men um, sitting outside, you know, talking, I'd be scared walking past them because I, because of things I think that they I, they can almost like they, can, they can smell me, you know, okay. like a little gay self, you know. And now, should I walk past? I, how y'all doing? You know, what's right. up, bro? What's going on? Because I don't because they're not you're not gonna you're not gonna be my ass. But so like, I. I'm, I'm more comfortable in my skin now than I have been, and even more so now. Like, like the fact that I just blurted this to you that I've never, I've only said to one other person. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's not because I'm not, I'm not trans. I'm just what I'm saying is that like, I haven't always been around black men and felt comfortable. Yeah, you know, same. I haven't, I have not always been. And so because of that, you know, when it's like a, it's like a black person that's not comfortable with the black people. They don't always identify with those experiences, you know, of black people. And not saying that they that that they're right, because I mean, whew, blackness and maleness is a journey, child. Because I have I've graduated from being not so problematic. I'm still problematic, but not so problematic because I had to I had to get checked by some people. I'm constantly checking myself, but. Um, but because I don't always identify with with this with men, you know, like like as a man, um, it's it's a bit difficult. So I've I've had to begin to like reclaim what masculinity means to me, because I thought that masculinity meant that you gotta you know hit your chest, you know, grab your nuts, you know, spit, you know, talk about where them hoes at, you know, like is you getting put, you know, what I'm saying like oh. like I thought that's what it meant to be a man, but because I didn't identify as that, I felt by myself. So so so. I have these different person, not personalities. <laughs> I have these different identifiers that I'm reconciling. I'm finally reconciling. Okay, yes, I am a man. You're like I, I, I'm a man um, of you know, I was a man of many talents. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a man. I have there are complexities to my to my you know to my my identity. But it's it's been hard. I will say that it's been hard. But I'm 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 rectifying who I am, my identity. For myself, so oh, yes, that was cute. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm keep it cute, you know. <laughs> okay, what about you? Same question. Um, so I mean, our experience is very similar, but especially me growing up, mm-hmm. it was kind of hard because I did not have a lot of like positive black men around me. So it's like mm-hmm. 
me trying to identify as a black male, it was hard because, like, it's like, I don't want to be what y'all doing. Like, Very that. I don't want to be around y'all. Like, why would I identify as that? I mean, yes, I'm a man, but it's like, y'all are not good representations of what I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be. Yeah. You know, it was also, like, hard for me, like, you know, going to barbershops and shit like that. <sighs> like, that, you don't know how much anxiety and stress it is for a young black male to go to a black barbershop. Like, it is frightening because they in there talking about women and then they talking about mm-hmm. gay people. And you just got to sit there and just, like, I just want my hair cut. I, I didn't come here <laughs> for this. To feel uncomfortable. I just want my hair cut. Can y'all play some gospel music? <laughs> Sorry, I had just died a few minutes while he, he was did. telling. I, I died. I really laid back in the chair because there is a lot of anxiety. Like, I be trying. So, I remember, like, I used to try to go into barbershops acting hard. Like, ain't nothing. Child, ain't nothing hard about me but the bones in my body. Child, and they brittle. Uh, but, but, but I... Yeah, I feel you on that. Like, I used to go into barbershops. They'd be talking about, man, you see that? Now? Oh, man, you see that? Gay people, you know, they, they talk bad about gay people. They talk bad about women. Yeah. You know, um, but <sighs> my first crush was a barber. Oh. Because they be so close to you, you know? <laughs> they, they do be they, close. They come, they come very close to very you. Close. They they They, you know, they be in your face. They be touching your face like, oh. <laughs> smooth in my face, all right. Uh, all right. Until that, until that alcohol hit the back of your neck. Oh, come on, be ready to fight. Bring you back to reality, <laughs> bitch. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, I, I feel you on that, um, man. We have had very similar experiences, and that's why we're friends. That's why you know? we are friends. Yes. Um. So, mm, I guess the last question, because this is the last question, it's been a long time. Yes. <laughs> what would you like the world to know about you and or black and queer people? Not a goddamn thing. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. I, I will <laughs> say um, I am. I cannot be bought nor sold. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm going to say that. I See, we in trying to make this podcast, we have tried to to, you know, swerve around things that would make us be like other podcasts, but but we're not. We are our own thing. Um, so we don't have, not, well, never mind. I, but I'm going to use this opportunity to get some stuff off my chest. So there are people that I've come into contact with, you know, um, through college, through my career, um, my former career, who have used my queerness as a means of of trying to um, um, be pretend, pretend that they're superior to me, that they that they dominate me, and it's happened a lot. And it's a it's a it has been it has been a um, a very vicious trend in my life. I've allowed people to believe that they control me because um, you know I may not you know represent you know the 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 strongest or or most masculine of men, but um, I've been doing some soul searching, and some shit has definitely changed in me. And it didn't change because people dot dot dot. It changed because I wanted to make some changes because I give I give people a, a very dangerous amount of consideration. Um, I allow them to treat me any kind of way. Um, because I've I've always tried to feel indebted to them for some reason, sure? and I don't owe them a goddamn thing. A damn thing. Um, and so, 
I just want those of you who are watching, who are watching, you're not watching, who are listening to this to know that if that is you, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't own me. You don't get to tell me what to do. And if you feel any kind of way about this podcast, this is my life. Live your own damn life. And, and, and you know what? If you believe in a higher power, continue to pray because I've never stopped praying just because I identify as something that you don't agree with. I've always prayed. I still pray, you know, not as fervently and as often as I should. That's another conversation. But I'm still me. And and being gay does not mean I will not press that ass. Like, well, no, I shouldn't say press that ass. <laughs> might, they might mean, Maybe more verbiage. I will fight you. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not a violent person, but I'm just saying. Like, um, there is a there is a scripture. It says, uh, "Trieth not mine own anointing." I, I thought you were going to be a real scripture. <laughs> That is a real scripture. You can find that in uh, in Second Lithuanians um, <laughs> chapter. You're going to chapter hell. twelve. No, and forty six. That child. is not in the King James. Trieth not mine own anointing. <laughs> touch not. T- now, <laughs> yes, it is. Right, it's in there. I don't know what you were talking it's about, in, but that's what I mean. That's how you translate it. That's how you translate yeah, okay. trieth not. Trieth not. My and, and also to follow up with that, um, <laughs> nucketh. If thou shalt find thine own self to be bucket, to be bucket, nucketh. If thine shalt, you gotta get to the shout, (laughs) nucketh. If thou shalt find thine own self to be bucket, bucket. Now they didn't cuss. They didn't do that. They said ass in the Bible. (laughs) They they did. Nucketh. If thine ass should find (laughs) thine own self. To be bucket. There it is. Anyway, child, yes. Um, what, what about you? Uh, child, okay, so you went deep. I'm not going to be deep on this good question. Um, what do I want y'all to know about black and queer people? This bitch, we are here. Hmm. And we are going nowhere. Nowhere. We are in your schools. In your choirs. In your choirs. We are in the pulpit. The, amen. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we are doing your hair. Doing we are your doing hair. your nails. Yes, we are in the politics. Beating we are your faces. Okay, not beating, <laughs> but not beating your faces, but like yes. adding a nice makeup, a, a nice light beat. That's what I mean. Right. We're not. We're not for all that. We don't. We don't beat faces like that. So, thank you for mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so again, uh, yeah. And then if if you know any, you know, especially young black queer people, please. Be accepting of these people. You ain't gotta like who they are, or what they doing, and what they like. But mm. respect these people. Respect them. Re- respect them. Because, and this is the last thing that I would say before we, I give, we give some recs, and also before um, we head out of this bitch. So, um, we gay men are men at the end of the day, and don't think just because you are a heterosexual male that you just gonna whoop somebody's ass. Because or a woman. A woman. Because y'all be trying it. My but mama a, told me if y'all put your hands, what's to beat y'all ass? <laughs> that's for another another podcast episode. Um, so, yeah, I have some recs. So I want to recommend uh, two books um, that I've read. Um, these are great books. 
um, that talk about the queer black experience. The first book is called Black Boy Out of Time by Hari Ziad. It's an amazing book. I love, I, so I also shout out to Audible. Please sponsor us, Audible. Um, <laughs> um, shout out to Audible. I have finished almost 12 books this year and I'm still going, child. So, so Black Boy Out of Time by Hari Ziad. It's a great book. Um, just talking about um, his experience uh, being black being queer, coming from a religious family and navigating that. And then All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson. Those are two books that I read this year and I can't speak enough about how these black gay male authors are doing their thing. And I think actually Hari has another book that's out. I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to download it um, um, on Audible. So please, Audible, please, if you're there. Um, but also, I'm gonna have to pick those up. Yes, yes, please. You got you got to pick them up because so we can talk about them. Because I want I want yes. to talk about them. So the next, um, also for for all my queer people, um, itgetsbetter.org for all resources, but specifically for the Black LGBTQ plus community. Please go to itgetsbetter.org for resources, child. And also, let me while I while I'm on that. Uh, this is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, you can go check to National. Check your breasts. Check your breasts. Um, you know, um, I, I know this is we're we're two men, and we can't tell you what to do, but you know, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell your mama, tell your grandmother, tell your sister, tell your cousin, tell your wife, your girlfriend, your side piece, your boo thing, your baby. Okay. Uh, to 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 self check, uh, check check those those tits. Um, <laughs> Uh, naturalbreastcancer.org for resources on all things breast cancer related and don't just wear the ribbon um, tell somebody to you know you know check yourself right. you know what I'm saying so we're about to get out of here hopefully this this episode uh, came out child because if it didn't we are going to start stripping no no well, oh, no <laughs> love y'all so much be good to yourselves and to each other um, um, social distance still. Please. Uh, wear your wear your mask wear your still. Mask. Wash your freaking hands. Okay. <laughs> Wash your hips and your dips and, and your dips and slips and slips and your ankles. Wait, yeah, because some of y'all don't. Yeah. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Love y'all so much. Bye. Bye.